music, you know the show. You're listening to Ray Ellis Sports from the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. And what matters to me? Well, I'll tell you what matters to me. Uh, next man up. Uh, that's what this game is all about. That's what this sport is all about. This sport football, of course, which we talk about on this show on a regular basis. And um, it's true in life, and, and you have to be prepared for that. And, of course, I, I'm, I'm taking that... Uh, uh, from the experience with the Philadelphia Eagles and, of course, uh, the uh, issue which they're dealing with with Carson Wentz going down and uh, Foles having to step up. And uh, that's that's the way it works in, in this game of football and in this game of life. Next man next man up. So you got to be ready at all times. So I'm ready at all times. As a matter of fact, it's that time of year. It's the time of year we're here at um, Rayola Sports. We start taking a look at uh, the future, and uh, some NFL teams are doing that already. I believe the Cleveland Browns are doing that already, uh, looking towards the future. Perhaps maybe the uh, New York Giants might want to start doing that. Uh, but certainly it's what I started thinking about because it's, you know, we're heading that last quarter of the season of which um, is going to determine who will and who will not make it to the playoffs. And those who make it into the playoffs may have a chance to make it deep into the playoffs and, and make it to the Super Bowl. And if you don't, chances are more than likely your team is starting to look towards their future, which may or may not include some of the current people on their rosters. So that means what has to happen is uh, people have to start making plans, and hopefully they've made plans for those of them who are on the border and who may think that their job, their career may be over with. It may be time for them to move on and become like me, a former pro football player, and going to have to make that transition into something else in life. Is Well, it's, it's time to start thinking about that. should have been thinking about it a little bit. Probably a while ago, not just today, but certainly if you haven't been thinking about it, it's time to start thinking about it. And the reason why I bring that up because my good friend Guy Troop is going to join me at the second half of the show. Guy, as you all know, uh, founder, owner of uh, the Player Networking Event, owns a company, Troop 21 Human Management Company, uh, works with student athletes in college and professional athletes at the highest level. Uh, to assist and prepare them for that transition into what we call the real world, either employment or entrepreneurship, an annual event every year at the Super Bowl. This year, uh, Voice America will be back with me. I'll be broadcasting live uh, from this platform here at Voice America Sports. It'll be nice to see the guys back. Uh, hopefully, Jeff and Ryan will be there with me. So, with that being said, let, let's talk a little bit of football first. Before we start getting people just to retire, and uh, <laughs> uh, I think we'll do that with my man Willie Gibson. I think Will's on the line. Will you there? Yes, sir. How's it going, Ray? I'm doing pretty good, man. We're gonna start off. You know, we're talking about you know future already. You know, uh, future of a football team. Some people are positioning themselves for their future. I'm thinking the Cleveland Browns have already started that, but the Cleveland Browns gave effort. We could at least give them an A for at least trying very hard this past weekend. Although we're not playing horseshoes, so that don't really count. But um, did, did you see some, some, some promise there, Will? I mean, were you encouraged by the way the, the fellows played? Well, absolutely. A few things. One, um, changes, are, changes were made. Um, Sassy Brown, uh, former executive VP of uh, football operations, was, was relieved of his duties. And uh, 
new preparation for the future. Preparation for the future. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So I think that move alone opened eyes uh, and made it very abundantly clear to the roster, to the coaches, to all those involved that uh, I have four weeks to get myself together to make sure that either I get enough plays on film to stay with this team or I need enough plays on film to uh, set the stage to go to another team. As you said, preparing for the future. So I think that is what you saw on Sunday. You saw a, a, a valiant effort. Um, the defense was down six starters. You know, that's one thing. And the thing about the Cleveland Browns is this roster really is not built to win right now. They really don't know how to win right now. So when you have uh, depth issues, when you, you, you're missing key starters and your backups are in there, and they, they gave what they could. But at the end of the day, um, and not necessarily a great Green Bay Packer team without uh, the bad man Aaron Rodgers, but they did enough to uh, to win the game. You know, I, I'm one of those people that when I hear people talk about there were backups in 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 the lineup, you know, it's that next man next man up thing. To me, Willie, a lot of times, you know, I I take offense to when people talk about backups playing because, again, these people are supposed to be some of the best athletes in the world. And, 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 and they're backups for the reason that in the event that the starter goes down, you, the next man up, steps up into that position and play to the best of your ability that, that you, you don't hurt the team that much. There should not be that much of a drop-off. You should be able to win a game with backups. You shouldn't just because you, you know, you lose your starter. Hell, New England Patriots lost Tom Brady. They still won games. You just, you just mentioned again the Green Bay Packers. That's that's a backup quarterback. That's Brett Huntley. That's that's a backup quarterback. And so I, I'm expecting, and 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 with the Browns and the backup players, when if there's any time in your life where you feel your job is on the line, if you're a backup. It is when the starter gets hurt and they put you in. <laughs> if they put you in and there is a significant drop off in production from that position as opposed to what they're accustomed to, then, yeah, you might want to start giving me a call and start talking about, you know, career transition because, you know, your career is going to be very short lived. That, that, well, you, know, you know what? Go right ahead, please. Well, you know what? Right here's the thing. Ninety eight percent of scenarios, I would agree with you. But again, we're talking about the Cleveland Browns here, and that's probably. But we can't. We, we we can't. We can't. We we can't as Browns fans accept mediocrity. We we can't well, embrace you know that. We can't You're embrace right. that. You're right, but I think that's finally the point. Owner Jimmy, owners uh, D and Jimmy Haslam got to because with Sashi Brown uh, running the show, and, and as you and I have discussed off air, uh, Sashi is a great guy. You know, I I, I know. Of uh, someone that uh, went to college, undergrad with with Sasi, a, a guy I grew up with in uh, Akron, Ohio. So I've had the opportunity to to see uh, Sasha on a personal level. Great guy. I mean, phenomenal uh, sports attorney, without question. And that being said, with with time away from the situation, I think even he would agree that this position was a bit more than uh, he expected, and a bit more than. Um, he could handle at the point in time that it was given to him. That being said, 
you know, your, your place professionally, professionally in these situations. You know, an opportunity is presented to you to uh, one of 32 opportunities in the world to run a professional football franchise. I don't know many that would turn that, that situation down. So not faulting him for that. Uh, it was abundantly clear that this roster was, was very uh, devoid of, of high NFL talent. Yes, they had players. Yes, they have players, but not players that, and I think the true test will be if they leave Cleveland or when they leave Cleveland, how quickly or if at all they're picked up by one of the other 31 franchises. So this roster was stripped down to, to bare bones and was preparing to be built back up through the draft. So they, they just did not have the caliber of player that could win. That could win consistently in the NFL. And you know that. And you know my. You know my feelings on that. That that goes directly to the front office. If your personnel, you got one job to do. You don't coach. You don't play. You you evaluate talent. And if you're not a good talent evaluator, which it seems to be, Cleveland has a problem getting people who have that ability to do that. Then they must they must be replaced. But you can't keep making the same mistake all the time. Hey, you know I've said this a couple times. There are, there are a few people that were part of the Cleveland Browns organization in the past, and everybody's a part of the same fraternity. So we we communicate, we share stuff. Hell, they were just uh, on the Big Boy Network. They were just blasting Derek Jeter for for not being at the uh, owners meeting, baseball owners meeting in Miami. You know, right outside of Miami, because of the fact that listen, they do a, they have a lot of discussions. They talk personnel, they talk trade, you know, they talk a lot of different things. And and they wanted him to be there. Now, I don't know if it were just some people that are, are fans and finally that he's no longer uh, a player. You know, he is uh, an administrator and an owner that they wanted to rub shoulders with him. But the fact of the matter is, there are times when these people sit around and they discuss, you know, talent. And, and you get to know who knows talent and who doesn't know talent. It's no different than the fellas back in the day, man. <laughs> you know, there were certain things that if the fellas tell you about, you know, if it's a, if it's a party on campus, the Q's having a party, you better show up. You know, right. you know it's going to be a good party. You know, some people, you know, develop a reputation. Somebody tells you something about somebody's a good ball player, you know he's a good ball player. They tell you about a good restaurant, you know it's a good restaurant. The food's going to be good. And I think the Browns have consistently made mistakes with people who have the ability to evaluate talent. And and until they fix that, the the next man up is not going to be good enough to beat an, to beat other teams. They're not going to be competitive. That that's the problem because a competitive athlete uh, and and one who wants to win that comes from a winning tradition, he's going to bring that. You know, a lot of stuff you're not going to have to you know really coach him hard on because he's going to bring that. That's going to be part of his work ethic. I think that's what we need. we need to look up and down the roster and see what kind of players are they bringing to the team. Because again, right. it comes from upstairs. They're bringing you can only play with the hand that you're dealt. And I, and I think exactly. that and, that, and and I believe that's what Hugh Jackson has been saying the last two years. Like you know, I don't have players. Yes, and I think finally uh, it's being it's being uh, described here as a power struggle, and Hugh won a power struggle because Jimmy Haslam finally finally listened to him. And uh, got rid of Sashi Brown, but that was the the, the famous refrain uh, Hughes been been singing this entire time. I need talent. I need players. I don't have guys. These guys play hard. I just don't have the talent needed to win consistently in this league. 
Well, I, I think part of what, what the Browns organization needs, ownership needs to do, too, is they need to be a little bit closer to the fire. They need to get in so they can start to understand. There are other people who own these businesses. They're not football men or women. They're owners. They're business people. And they just like any other business, you have top people, key people that you rely on. And you delegate stuff to them, and they perform. And those who perform well stay for a long time. They get paid a lot of money. Like Roger Goodell, <laughs> you know, he, he's, he's performed well. Some of the things that are happening off the field, Roger didn't do those things. But what Roger was tasked with doing, he's done well. He's, he's uh, he increased the value of this, these franchises across the country, across the world. We're going to take a break and we're going to come back. It is the Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. Got my man Willie Gibson with me and we'll both be right back. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins next week, I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Right, you hear the music, you know the show. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. Got my man Willie Gibson on with me, and Willie and I always like to chop it up a little bit about what's going on in OHIO. And uh, I got a couple teams out there that, are, that um, you know, I have a strong connection to, so I'm always going to spend time talking about, of course, the uh, Cleveland Browns, also the Ohio State Buckeyes. And a little bit about the Cincinnati Bengals and, and going to throw a little bit of Cleveland Indians in there and Cleveland Browns, too. So uh, and Willie is the man that keeps me connected back there uh, to make sure I'm, I'm getting good information. So, well, let me just tell you something. Let me just ask you something. You know, looking at the Browns and watching them play, um, who do you see that's, that's special? Is there is there somebody who's standing out that's putting forth effort all the time throughout this season or uh, or the past game, uh, what what stood out or who's standing out to you that you think deserves a chance to maybe even lead this team cause, because they're leading by example? You know what, it's sad to say um, because he just came back after a, a, almost a three-year layoff, but Josh Gordon. 
Oh, wow. He played two games. Right. He played two games, and, I mean, he's far, far and away the most talented player on this team right now. Well, you know what's interesting about that is that, but Josh... Uh, along with the big fella who is out, I think had uh, suffered a knee injury. Our, our lineman, who's been, uh, you know, an all-pro year after year after year, Joe Thomas. Joe Thomas, yeah. Josh was an exceptional talent, and that's why everybody was so upset with him and disappointed in him because he he couldn't control some of the issues he were dealing with, the demons he were dealing he was dealing with. Uh, but he has gotten help. But you're saying that he is exuding that talent and showing everybody that he is a special talent. And right now he's the best thing that, that, that we have out there on the team. Without question. Without question. Now, you know, to be you know, completely fair, someone has played the entire 13-game season, you know, maybe uh, a J.C. Treader, the center, to be honest. I mean, but that's. You know, but it's, ob- uh, it's uh, obviously, but but again, but you, we're talking about we're talking about who is demonstrating a talent that oh. needs to be applauded, and and that perhaps we could lead and be the example going forward as to what it's going to take for us to win. We need more of, of people playing like this, and we need oh, without question. And it's, it's, it's Josh without a question. Well, that's without good. Two, I mean, in two games. Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's good because for him, it proves, and for the world, it proves why. The Browns invested what they did invest in him. They didn't let him go. They could have. They could have cut him. They could have terminated him. You know, Johnny Manziel. They let him go. You know, Johnny was dealing with some of the same things. I think Josh and Johnny, from what I, uh, you know, heard, some people say they were hanging out a little bit. But but a they lot. they have washed their hands with Johnny Manziel, and and yet still Josh is, is still there. Um, so so we're going to. Um, Continue to support him and, and hope and pray that he those demons that he's fighting that that he wins that battle, and he continues to produce for the team. And uh, who knows, perhaps maybe um, you know he might be that person help turn him around. Do we do we can we count on our young quarterback? You know what? Yes, you can. With a caveat, you have to get a veteran in there. And this is and I and I really don't want to turn this into a bash Sashi Brown session. But Josh McCown, what he's doing for the Jets, he did for he was doing for Cleveland last year until he got hurt. I mean Josh McCown, the, the Jets were by all intent and purposes, they were forecast to, to tank and lose. They were they were predicted to go 0 sixteen. Josh McCown came in there and he's won five games this year. He broke his hand uh, against Denver this past Sunday. He's out for the remainder of the season. That's your veteran quarterback. You have, and then again, the, the talent on this roster, you had Deshaun Kaiser, Cody Kessler, Kevin Hogan. Those are your quarterbacks. That's your quarterback room. No team in the league is going to win with that quarterback room. So Deshaun is going out there as a starter, no veteran to show him the way, no one to let pull him aside after his reps in training camp or pull him aside after a, a pick in a, in a game asking what he saw, what can you do better, this is what you, this is what you should have done, that was Josh McCown. So therein lies the issue, and that's why Sashi Brown no longer is employed by the Browns, because this roster just had no one, quite honestly, that, that could win. And that could show someone else how to win. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, I'm gonna, when it comes to the quarterback, I'm, I'm going to, you know, the coach is there for him. That You can't find a better person 
as a mentor than than the head coach is right there. And he's he's worked magic with a number of quarters, quarterbacks down in Cincinnati and receivers. So I, I'm going to say what's needed there to help develop Kaiser. You know that I, I'm thinking that's there. I, I'm thinking that that's there. Now on the on the other hand, letting Josh go because because right now who's who, who's our backup right now? Kevin Hogan. Okay, and 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 I think certainly we should have held on to Josh. You know, Absolutely. I don't know why we let him go. You know, I think he was, you know, was he the best NFL starter? No, but he is an NFL quality quarterback. He can take over a team. He can, he can, I think he can, I think he can win ball games. You know, Brett Huntley, he's who's, who, yeah, right. Exactly. He's won, he's won what, what'd you say, four or five games he's won already? He won five games with the Jets. Five, with the Jets. Okay. <laughs> and the Jets, to me, uh, are much better than the Browns. Uh, but again, um, obviously, they're making some personnel decisions that perhaps maybe they may be rushing it too much. You know, in terms of a quarterback and what they're looking for, listen, most of those quarterbacks that are chosen to come into the National Football League, the drills that they take them through a lot of time is to measure their ability to throw the football, accurately see how, how strong their arm is, the rest of the stuff, the, the intellect stuff, you know, you got to get in the classroom and you got to get in the film room and then you got to get them on tape to see what it is, you know, because those, there's a lot of people. We saw a great example last night. I want to talk a little bit more about that later in the show. But a great example last night of how a, a defense can disguise and rattle a quarterback a little bit. Tom Brady, anybody could be rattled. You know, one right. thing about last night, Tom Brady also, uh, you know, the Miami Dolphins gave me hope for the Cleveland Browns. Because it goes to that any given Sunday, Monday, Thursday night football, it can happen. Any team could beat any team. <laughs> so the Browns could beat, you know, these next few games. They might be able to win a game or two. Although we don't want them to mess up the perfect season. I guess we're shooting for the perfect season. Although uh, you can't. Are you really shooting for 1-16? <laughs> no, hey, well, you know what, man? I, listen, I, I don't ever want a team to go, oh, and, I, come on, that's just... That's ridiculous. You can't win a game. You know, you can't be, you know, can they be, you know, pretty soon? And it used to happen. It used to be all-star games where all-star teams would play the National Football League in a preseason game on NFL teams. So perhaps maybe, you know, the Browns need to start practicing against Ohio State in the preseason to let them know really how good they are. And you know the interesting part about it, Ray, that the Browns went 4-0 in the preseason. Yeah, well, that's, that shows you what the preseason really means. Yeah, that doesn't yeah. mean doesn't mean not, uh, much at all. So let, let, let's move a little bit. Let's talk about the Bengals because the Bengals got beat up real bad. Very much so. So I guess one man um, not worried about his job down there in Cincinnati. He knows. He knows. You think he's out there at he the knows. end of the year? He knows. Absolutely. He knows. He knows. He knows Mike Brown. He knows he, the last year was contract. Mike Brown does not pay anyone to not work. So it's just a matter of time. He he knows. But he's been there he's all those playing. years. He's known all he these has. years. Why is Mike why, why is Mike kept him all those years? Because he had a contract. Oh uh, yeah, but uh, but <laughs> listen, but I, I understand that. But I'm saying there had to be a time within the what fifteen years that he's been there that there was a time where he was in the last year of his contract and he didn't have a contract going f- forward, but they renewed it. Well, yeah, but because he, he's made the playoffs seven times, he's zero and seven. So half of those years he's made the playoffs. So at some point, you know, you, you got a coach that makes the playoffs. You give him a one or two year extension, 
you know, see if he can, you know, build upon it, maintain it, take take it to the next level. That's if that's that's if your goal is only to make the playoffs. If your goal is to well, to to go to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl, you know, if you want to raise the bar and you want to get your 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 people excited about it, the playoffs is something that is something that Cincinnati is very familiar with. They've been the Super Bowl, so they're familiar with right. going to the playoffs. But they're also familiar with going to Super Bowls. Uh, they've been to twenty twenty eight years ago. But but they've been but that's okay. They've been to two. The Browns ain't. Been, we trying to win. We trying to win a football game. Right. But you talk also. You're also talking about Mike Brown. We just talk about owners who aren't football guys. He claims to be a football guy, but you know, he. I don't know. I don't know that his intent is to win a Super Bowl. His intent is to fill the team and fill the coffers. Make sure that. So he maintains uh, a financial level comfortable for him and his family. So, you know, you have. Do you, do you that are, is that the sentiment that everybody feels about the Bengals that they've accepted the absolutely. fact that they own a franchise, and the, the franchise has quadrupled since that family owned it? You know, in value, you know that that franchise is worth so much more. So they've made money. Cash comes in; it's increased in in, in value. So I'm I'm thinking they're looking for something a little bit more than that. I, I gotta think. I have a friend of mine. I have a friend of mine that played for the Bengals. Um, the Reds have dude, won a World Series. They have. This is just two quick stories of the Bengals. I have a friend of mine. This is an NFL franchise. Okay, NFL franchise. Lunch in the cafeteria was Tony dogs, hot dogs in the cafeteria for. And NFL. How long ago was this? Football. How long ago was this? This was probably, now mind you, this was probably about 15 years ago. Okay. However. All right. Okay. Pretty, I mean, that being said. 15 years ago, still, still, still 15 years ago, you could have had some hot dogs on the menu, but that would not have been the entire menu. That, that, in, that, there Cincinnati, sh- in Cincinnati, it was. Um. Well, I, I believe you, and I trust you and your friend and your resource. I, I'm not going to doubt that. But this is a player. Yeah. Something should have been. Something should have been said about then, that. And then two, and this is why the the Bengals weren't winning at the time. Night before the game, Ray, where did you stay? Hotels. Not the Cincinnati Bengals at this time. They do now. Yeah. Not all teams. That, when I was in Cleveland, we did not. In Philly, we did. Right. When I when I, I know I, for fact, players. Night before the game, not at home, not at the hotel because they didn't stay at the hotel. Mike Brown didn't believe in staying in the hotel at home night before the game. No, that no. A lot of teams do that. As a, I was just talking to somebody over this weekend, and we were talking about you know how teams travel. There are some teams that have private private jets. Other teams do not. You know, no. some teams own their own plane, take care of their transportation, take care of their players. Other teams don't. Hey, listen, uh, I'm, I'm surprised to hear that about the hot dogs. I want you to know that. I mean, they, I've had hot dogs on the menu before, uh, all beef, <laughs> but still, we've, we've had hot dogs on the menu. But, that, but there, was, there was also a selection of other things that if you wanted to get, because hot dogs wow. don't have a real good nutritional value. I can tell you that for sure. And I'm surprised exactly. the Players Association would allow them just to feed a team hot dogs, maybe a cookout for the fans, but true. That's going to be a tough one to believe. But you know what, Will? We're going to have to get back on this, man. Next, we got, I wanted to talk to you about a couple other things, but uh, I got my friend uh, Guy Troop who's supposed to be calling in. And um, so why don't we go to this break? And if Guy's here, I'm going to pick Guy up, and then I'll get back to you next week. But if Guy's not there, then you and I will 
continue to chat. But uh, it's time for us to take a break. You listen to Real Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters, and we'll be right back after this break. <laughs> Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Who do you feel the most important person is on a sports team? Is it the captain, the star player, or the fan? While it could truly be any of these individuals, more often than not, it's the coach. Listen for A Coach's Spirit with hosts Blake Rockwell and Kendall Allen. A Coach's Spirit offers a look into the human side of coaching and a chance to learn from some of the most impactful leaders in the game. Tune in every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. If you're looking for more information on firearms and the shooting sports, check out Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan. Kelly is the owner of McMillan Fiberglass Stocks with over 40 years of experience. Now he's ready to share some industry luminaries and their perspectives with you. If you're interested in firearms, whether it be for shooting, for fun, competition, hunting, or self-defense, Kelly is here to share his wisdom and experience. Listen live for Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan, Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you? It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. All right, you hear that music, you know the show. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. What matters to me is, as I told you, next man up. Uh, that's the approach, uh, that's the attitude you have to have in the National Football League. Somebody goes down, somebody's got to step up. And when you step up, you better perform because if not, you know, a lot of guys get their opportunity because somebody goes down and they're expecting that person to step up. They don't expect the production from that position to go down because if it does, then chances are um, they're going to be looking to replace you if you're not ready to do your job. So uh, certainly what I want to do, there's a a few teams out there who already have started looking towards their future. And, you know, on on this show and uh, for many years I've talked about uh, athletes and players, in particular football players, should start looking towards their future. Uh, much earlier than they had in the past. And uh, somebody who helped bring that to the forefront and to shed a little bit more light on that for myself uh, was my good friend Guy Troop. Uh, As you guys know, Guy is a friend to the show, uh, a friend of mine, a friend to many uh, current and former NFL players as a former executive for the National Football League. Also spent a lot of time uh, in college uh, working with NC2A and now working with uh, several universities along with the National Football League. Guy is the owner and founder of PE, um, which is held annually. Um, more than 15 years, it was 
a sanctioned event at the Super Bowl. He continues to uh, operate the player networking event every year still. I think we're looking at 18 years, perhaps maybe this one coming up. But um, And this year guy is uh, going to be joined. Uh, his title sponsor is Toyota Motor of North America. Um, and as well as uh, several other key players who've been supporting him, and he's been supporting them, uh, more importantly. Some ambassadors such as Chris Harris Jr., uh, Chris is a corner for the Denver Broncos, uh, Malcolm Mitchell, uh, Malcolm is uh, New England Patriots, former player Jerry Ball, uh, Leo Lewis, uh, former uh, Viking, uh, Kendall Foxworth, Minnesota Golden Gophers. I remember those Golden Gophers. I played against... Uh, Minnesota and, and uh, Les Pico is going to be there too. Uh, Les is an executive for the Minnesota Vikings, uh, player development executive. So, uh, going to be a good time. Of course, there are going to be quite a few other people that will be there with us too. Um, don't want to forget some of those uh, who've been um, with Guy and supporting him for years. Uh, McCray's Barbecue is going to be there, Sound Mind, Sound Body, um, Academy. Uh, Squawker's going to be there. Summit Container Corporation will be there. Uh, Voice America is going to be there. Voice America Sports will be there. I'll be hosting the show. Uh, Bees will continue to support as well as Impact. With all that being said, I want to welcome my good friend Guy Troop to the show. Guy, how you doing today, man? I'm doing well, Ray. How are you? Well, oh, I'm doing well myself, too. I, I'm uh, getting in that mode where I'm trying to get ready. I guess it's uh, preseason for me, getting ready for for P&E, uh, there's some players, there's some teams out there. I, I told the gentleman, Willie Gibson, that was just on with me, I, I guess the Browns, uh, they might as well send the whole team down there because I guess they're getting ready for the career transition because it seems like they're working on the, uh, you know, on the perfect season going to 0-16. But, but it is that time of year, guy, where you do a lot of preparation to, and get you ready for, um, for the event that you have on an annual basis that, that I, myself, and so many other players are so thankful for you and your efforts of, of what you do um, at every Super Bowl. And um, there was a couple questions that I wanted to ask you guys. To you, there may be um, some questions you've heard in the past. Please don't treat me like Bill Belichick. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I just wanted to know, for those out there who are listening, I'd like to ask questions that they might want to ask is, you know, uh, why do you do this? And, and when did you realize that there was a need to do uh, what is known as the player networking event? Well, I, uh, we do this out of service and to fill a void for the hundreds of players that are forced out of football every year. And so there, it becomes a bottleneck if the hundreds of players that get forced out don't immediately prepare to, to find new careers, new opportunities, and, and reinvent themselves. So uh, we found out about 20 years ago that you know players went to the Super Bowl, they had a good time, the elite players got autograph signings and speaking engagements and, you know, the lunch pail guy, the, you know, the average player that was not a quarterback or, or an all-star, you know, typically was left to fend for, for himself. So we, we created the player networking event, a.k.a. P&E, to 
address that void of, of, of relationship building for the masses of active and former players and then hopefully, uh, you know, promote the traits of athletes and football players to the, to the corporate world so they can, they understand that, that, you know, it's more than a body and a gladiator under a helmet, very bright, capable, hardworking uh, men that, that need a new team to play with. So, so how long do you feel this type of service uh, will be needed for players, Guy? Uh, well, the, networking is uh, is is you know should be perpetual. It should it should continue throughout anyone's life. Uh, this you always have to meet new people to sustain uh, yourself in business and career. You can't rely upon the same boss you had in your 20s at some point that boss you're going to you're going to grow numb to his or her voice and you're going to need a new teacher and 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 he he or she may have maxed out their ability to train prepare and and get the best out of you so we we look at networking the same it it should be in existence uh but you know for the long haul we should be teaching players how to how to do this. Now, I, I do think that, you know, everything uh, is replaceable in the National Football League and in any industry. So if, if we do our job, you know, at the maximum level, you know, and when I say we, I'm not just talking about P&E, Troop 21. I'm talking about the Players Union, the Trust, the NFL, the 32-member clubs, the general managers, the head coaches, the wives, the players. You know, if the if the community of football does its job, you know, and, and, and performs at the highest level, then then this kind of event wouldn't be necessary because because the 53rd man on the team would know he should be knocking on someone's door and asking for an interview. And asking for a relationship, you know, the minute he makes the team his rookie year. You know, it's interesting that you mentioned uh, all those uh, aspects of a player's life that people don't realize how much influence and impact they have on a player's success. So with that being said, uh, let me ask you, do you do you see much difference in players and and their and their um, let's say their approach to career Preparation has there been much change in the players over the years in terms of their reception and, and career preparation that that these type of things that you're doing and you're talking about how's the players' reception to that the, approach? You know, the internet and social media that tool has helped players in a branding and and eyeball standpoint. So I, I think those players that have charities and and think in an entrepreneurial way have been have benefited from uh, today's technology so that that's one nuance that I've seen um, I've seen players that have you know really benefited from uh, the knowledge and information to know to know that a career in the National Football League is a temporary job and so football players are starting to retire more than get fired you know 
because they understand they need to make their money, save their money, protect their bodies. So I, I think the trend in football is, hey, this is a dangerous game. Uh, we don't have guaranteed contracts, so we better take care of ourselves uh, and, and find relationships and opportunities outside of the game. Well, I, I certainly um, have, have been enjoying myself as I've participated over the last, uh, I think it's about 10 years. And uh, as, I, as I'm looking at this in terms of your approach, uh, are you thinking that there are, are there, are there any changes that need to be made with players um, that could be perhaps maybe made at somewhere within their relationship with the universities or the professional teams to help them become a bit more prepared for this in life, for this transition? Yeah, well, you know, if I'm arguing for uh, colleges, high schools, colleges, and professional sports organizations, you know, I can argue that most athletes have the resources in place to transition successfully. The value, however, that they place on physical prowess and accomplishment inside the game typically trumps, you know, the value that they see in, in becoming skilled at something outside of the sport and becoming a professional at you know, barber, a lawyer, a doctor, a businessman, a, chari a charitable uh, executive. So in, in, in most instances, the, the, the focus on the game is a, is, a, is a blessing that you can maybe make money, earn a college scholarship, or, or make a couple million bucks in the pros, but it's a curse in that there's, there's a singular focus, and it, you know, we've all been taught that that singular focus is necessary to be the best athlete you can be. So the quarterback coach wants you throwing, you know, a hundred balls a day. He doesn't necessarily care if you go out and meet four boosters when you're in college every day. So that, you know, that tips the scale and, and the young impressionable athlete follows the coaching. I'm going to throw a hundred balls versus meeting four boosters a week or a day. So, you know, that repetition in, in physical development, game preparation needs to be transferred to second careers, off the field development, education, skill enhancement, et cetera. So are, are there some examples, you know, one thing about a lot of players uh, will, uh, I, I, I'm just recently heard LeBron James uh, take the time out to, acknowledge the fact that because of the admiration he has for Michael Jordan, there's so many things that are part of his life and his game that is a direct result of Michael Jordan. He wears number 23. He wears his uh, arm bra uh, band or his, uh, you know, knee brace, you know, because of the way Mike did it, you know, uh, the way he may shoot a cer certain shot is because of Michael Jordan. Uh, are there examples out there of some players uh, that you might uh, want to share with the audience who have um, had the kind of transition of which, whether it be a, a struggle or smooth, but they've transitioned successfully and um, there's somebody you can point to as an example of the way they did it. Well, yeah, I have a ton of examples, 
But what I what I'd like to start with are the two active players uh, that are really leading the charge for us for this year's uh, P and E, the 18th Annual Player Networking Event Super Bowl Weekend. Chris Harris Jr. and Malcolm Mitchell are both elite athletes. Malcolm was fortunate enough to win a Super Bowl in his first year. Chris has won a Super Bowl and has made All-Pro. And both of those gentlemen have charities, and they're learning business through service. So that they're serving a particular mission, and through you know through that give back, they're developing skills. They're they're you know dressed for success, modeling behavior for youth, uh, raising money uh, for the charities, and then you know pushing their respective causes all while they're still participating. Uh, as, as active players working out, practicing, overcoming injury, overcoming defeat. I just talked with Malcolm before we jumped on the call. He's on IR. They lost to the to uh, to the Dolphins last night, and he he was just saying, "Man, we you know we we, we should have clinched that." And 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 moreover, I'm ready to be activated. I've been rehabbing this knee, and I'm and I'm ready to go. I want to be the next man up. Mm. So uh, you know those. Those examples of active players uh, give me hope that the work of men like LeBron that are talking about off-the-field work and, and, and the, the efforts of an organization like ours, the P&E Network, you know, that we're, we're making a dent with active players, with younger players. And, you know, there's, you know, there's countless examples of men who are successful after the game. So we're going to... Super Bowl this year, and Alan Page will be there. He's one of the most storied players in the history of the Minnesota Vikings, and he made it to the Supreme Court. So that's a gentleman that I grew up watching. He's probably in his 70s now, and he's very successful uh, as a as a uh, in his second career. I'm just probably I'm not sure if he's still serving anymore, but. Kevin Warren is the is the COO of the Minnesota Vikings, and Kevin was a college basketball player. Played right out there at Grand Canyon University in Phoenix. Worked his way as an agent and and through the works went to law school, but started out in NFL player development with the Rams. Moved his way. He is the COO of the Minnesota Vikings, second in charge. Uh, the Wolves, that Minnesota Vikings organization, they bestowed. Uh, as much power, influence, control as any organization could ever give, you know, to a former athlete. Uh, he's over everything except for picking players, and that's Rick Spielman. You know, Rick is an example of a successful executive right there with the Vikings. Played college football, never fortunate enough to play pro football. Now he's a lead personnel guy for the Vikings. So I, I mentioned the Vikings because we're we're focusing on trying to incorporate local people, local teams more in the P&E. So Les Pico is a college football player at Arizona State, played through junior college in the Arizona system, worked his way with the Chiefs and, and the NCAA into the position he's in now, the executive director of player engagement and, and legal. He's a lawyer, but a college football player that that, that just demonstrated the, the, the grit the work ethic, the aptitude to, to function uh, in a career. So um, Leo, Dr. Leo Lewis was a kick returner for the Vikings who's going to be intimately involved in this year's P&E. 
Uh, Leo is a is an educator right now. He's the athletic director at a high school in St. Paul, Minnesota, and he's working tirelessly to help athletes get to college, maximize their sport, and and understand the value of education. So he'll be at the P and E, uh, and so I could just go on and on with. You know, Ray oh, no, those are, those are know. some great examples, Guy. And uh, sorry to cut you off there, but we're going to take a break. Uh, it's going to be our last break, and then we're going to come back. Uh, a couple of those great examples are right there from my hometown, Canton, Ohio. Uh, of course, Rick Spillman and Alan Page. So uh, you listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. Got Guy Troop on the line with me. We're going to take a break, and we'll be mm-hmm. right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Okay, we're back. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. What matters to me, uh, next man up. And uh, sometimes that next man up uh, may have to change his position. And uh, because of that, we're talking about career transition. Got my friend Guy Troop on from Troop 21 who has been a friend and a mentor to many former players, uh, both his junior and uh, senior to him. Makes no difference. Guy is there to support players uh, in all aspects of that uh, career transition. Guy, let me ask you something. This is something that you as a former athlete, you've done yourself. What's, what's the most rewarding aspect of this work that you do for yourself? Uh, I, I most enjoy meeting uh, young, impressionable athletes, and uh, creating a mindset of service to others. So if I can help an athlete, you know, build a resume, get a job interview as a scout or a coach, start a foundation or a business, and, you know, they have to have the drive and the fortitude and the skill set and all of the, all of the tangibles in their, in their toolkit to make it, but they don't have to decide to help someone else and mentor someone else. So those that decide to do that, I find great joy in it. Uh, and it, it really is something that, that inspires me to keep working hard because, you know, the community of the world is the only thing that can save, save you know, the downtrodden, the less informed, uh, the less educated, you know, the poor. So I'm, I'm always excited about the athlete that, that gives back to others, especially helping others that, that they know are struggling in transition. Yeah, I'm uh, glad you mentioned that because uh, that for me that is, uh, you know, what has really connected me to the work that, that you do is uh, a way to reconnect with some of my teammates and, and some of my brothers in the fraternity and, and to help each other. We did that all the time in playing. Uh, and to be able to continue to do that, of course, you know, with me a lot of times it's, uh, you know, the, the broadcast. Uh, I get a chance to do the broadcast, so I get to talk to just about all the guys out there. And uh, and then we always get to chat a little bit and exchange information and then continue to develop our relationships or reconnect. Uh, but it certainly feels good to know that you're helping somebody else, and I'm glad that you feel the same way. Uh, I see that Toyota, who has been a, a, a good friend to you the last couple of years in terms of coming on and uh, obviously, a, a corporation that uh, has an interest in, in working with uh, current and former athletes. Uh, wh- what role are they going to be playing this year, or have they uh, played uh, the last couple of years for you, just so the audience will know? 
Well, they're, they, uh, they're very much interested in creating organic relationships with athletes that want to market and promote the real work in the community. So anything that is, is, is really in the, in the giving back space, Toyota is interested in helping those athletes market and promote that work through their charitable initiatives. And um, they're also very much interested in, in dealership uh, enhancement or development of minority dealers. So they came on board last year in Houston to dip their toe in the water and try to uh, ascertain whether or not football players, in this case retired and transitioning NFL players, would be interested in the Toyota brand and could, could you know, really enter into their, their training program and come out of the other end as a successful uh, car dealer. So we're still hitting singles around that idea, and and we've implemented some programmatic uh, post-Super Bowl programs uh, that, that should help move the ball up the field with that. And we also have several other sponsors. We just, uh, Voice America and uh, WellQuest are two companies that – we're trying to work with this year to, to get a new message out around pain management. Uh, so we're, we're excited that we're going to be uh, working directly with you guys and a, and a new sponsor called WellQuest to, to kind of help players who are struggling with pain. Uh, we know football is a, is a very physical sport, and so we're, we're very interested in trying to, to address that, and then we're excited about this new relationship with WellQuest. Well, I certainly appreciate you calling in, Guy. It's uh, about that time. We're going to have to wrap it up. But, uh, again, quickly, uh, uh, this, uh, this year's P&E will be in what city and, uh, and where at and all that kind of information just to close out if you got it. 18th Annual P&E Super Bowl Weekend, Saturday, February 3rd, 2018, Minneapolis City Center, 33 South 6th Street, 45th Floor, Minnesota, 55402. You can RSVP as a player at pneinfo.com. There's also a, a, a registration link for potential vendors and corporate execs that would be interested in attending. Well, as always, Guy, I want to thank you in advance for uh, the work that you're going to do and the work that you've done in the past on behalf of myself and all the former and current players. We thank you so much. Uh, great friend. And looking forward to seeing you at the uh, 18th Super Bowl. Hopefully the Philadelphia Eagles will be there. <laughs> I don't know about that, but I'm going to be praying for it. So thanks again, Guy. I appreciate you and all that you do. You've been listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix Living Like It Matters. And I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. Thank you for spending this hour with Ray Ellis Sports. We hope that you've enjoyed today's conversation. For more information and to write Ray, visit RayEllisSports.com. That's RayEllisSports.com. Be sure to join us again next Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Sports Channel.